You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man who is inside. Fullback, we tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows. He goes right by them and feels inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. What's up, gang? Welcome to Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you want to text the show, you can send a message to 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside tonight Mr. Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. We got Jacob from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. We're one night removed, half a day removed, I guess, from Packers Family Night. I've recorded so many podcasts that my voice is going, so I'm going to lean on these guys as long as Ryan doesn't eat too much on stream <laughs> and uh, as long as Jacob uh, isn't into the, the devil's lettuce tonight. He might be on the giggle bush. I don't know, but how you doing tonight, Jacob? I'm good, man. All of a sudden, I'm a pothead? What the heck? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, whatever. You're whatever I'll we paint you. you as. That's the way cool. society works. I do. I did a lot of ayahuasca, and I sat in the dark for a long time today, so I'm prepared <laughs> for this. <laughs> How about you, Ron? You you trying any plant medicine, bro? No, I'm just uh, I, I I just as you guys know, I just slammed like six baked potatoes during that little <laughs> intro there, so I'm feeling pretty accomplished today. I'm feeling good. <laughs> Be asleep in no time. Be asleep yeah. in no time. Well, we haven't got your take on family night yet, um, so I'm excited to hear what you kind of took away. I know it's hard not to overreact. I'll be honest, man. I seen some of those throws from Jay Love, and I was like, dude, I know we missed a few too. Don't get me wrong, but there was a couple that I was like, that sidearm throw between the defenders. <laughs> oh my that goodness! That a little bit like I've seen that before, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So it was. Uh, it was exciting. I, I want to say this real quick. <clears throat> we there was a big debacle, right? Nobody could watch. Anybody outside of the state couldn't watch Packers Family Night, right? People and everybody's What's that? People Were you in, in the state? Unbelievable. Anyway. Watch it. So. We're all looking for some way of watching it, right? And NBC's broadcasting it, and it gets cut off. And then, you know, uh, it was a website, NBC26, and there were people streaming it on YouTube, and they were getting <laughs> shut down. And, and I'm just going to get real for a second here. And, and I apologize if this offends anyone, but I'm just going to say what's on my freaking mind because it, it really bothers me. We 100% know that a few of the streamers last night that had that up and going got their streams cut. Because certain individuals reached out to their connections with the Packers and had their streams cut. Okay. This ain't no BS. We know 100% who it was. And when they did it, what they don't understand is the people on the inside are saying, listen, we got to, we had to cut it because so and so called us and told us you were doing it. Because it was interfering with their business, not the Packers, but those other people. So I just want to say this if you're going to sit around, and act like you freaking care about this fan base, 
and you care about people having access and you've paraded around for the last three freaking days, constantly saying it's ridiculous. The Packers don't broadcast this. It's just such a tragedy to the fans and they don't really care about the fans. And then you're the one who calls the Packers and tells them that people are streaming and give them a link. So they'll zap it, dude. You are a coward. You're a fake. You're a fraud. You're everything that's wrong with uh, anyone who tries to pretend like they actually genuinely care about getting people good content. It's all about you, and it's all about your group, and that's it. And it's it's just a joke. So I had to get that off my chest, and uh, we'll move on to some good Packers content. But it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And everybody knows who they are. Everybody knows. Would one of these people do be doing a, a competing stream at the same Except time? Except me. Just, yeah. <laughs> it don't even matter. It don't even matter. All, all I know is – what goes around comes around. That's all I got to say. And let them slip once. Let them slip one freaking time. So, <clears throat> anyway, um, we released Danny Etling, Ryan. Oh. Are you devastated? No. I, uh, I. The only thing that upset me, and you'll hear it on the podcast tomorrow, I was just going to say on the podcast how it's going to work out. It's going to be Jordan Love. They're going to cut Danny Etling. Sean Clifford's going to be the number two. Alex Magoo is going to be the practice squad guy. I was going to be the the freaking genius that says that. And right before I say it, I see he gets cut, and I'm like, dang it! So now I'm just not. Now everybody kind of figured it out before I could be the smart guy. I only get to be the smart guy like twice a year when I say something and I'm right, and it just feels good. And they stole me. They stole this from me, so I'm a little disappointed about that. But no, I'm not super upset about him not being on the team. And they didn't even quote you as the inside source, man. No, I'm pissed. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I, you know, it's kind of the way that, that I, I was talking about it too, you know, with when it comes to Sean Clifford, you're not going to waste that draft pick. Um, you know, there's a lot of buzz around Sean Clifford too. I don't know if you guys are buying into it or not. Now, I'm not suggesting he would be a good starting quarterback, but it sounds like he's impressed. And the fact that they took Sean Clifford as late as they did, you know, well, I should say as early as they did, Ryan, I didn't see anybody who had him in the top 300 prospects. Did you? No, I mean it. It was it was one of those laughing stock uh, picks because everybody, for the most part, said he was undraftable. I mean that that's what I saw from most people is that he shouldn't have even been drafted. So, yeah. um, it it is intriguing to see. You know, you'd love to be able to talk to to Gutekunst and just be like, what what are you seeing? Because you guys loved him. You know, there's something you guys loved about this guy to take him as high as you did. And honestly, like I said, in the little bit that I watched, I really like the guy. I think he's going to be fun to watch in the preseason. He's got that Brett Favre mentality. He's super tough, and he's just a competitor and all that. Um, he can definitely take a hit. So, you know, he's. It, I, I don't necessarily know if I'm buying into it, if if that was the right. question. But um, I, I, I think he's going to be fun to watch, and it'll be a fun backup for hopefully several years. Yeah, I agree. I, you never want your starting quarterback to go down, Jacob, but I, I got to be real, man. If, if he is the backup quarterback – and God forbid something happened to Jordan for a game or two, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is horrible. I'm going to be like, let's see what Clifford can do out there with the wants. You know what I mean? It's just it's a different, a little bit different angle. But uh, what do you think, man? Do you, uh, you agree with the Etling cut? Did you see it coming? What do you think? I mean, I knew it had to happen. I just guess I didn't expect it to happen so soon. So, you know, I love – I'm a Packer loyalist. I'm a homer. I'll admit it. Um, I, I hate it when our guys get cut, even though I know it's going to happen. I know it has to happen. Uh, he went to that Packer team in the sky to go play with all, <laughs> you know, touchdown Jesus and all those guys. Um, honestly, I today I actually did highlight in my notes before even I knew that Etling got – I can't – you can't see it um, – got cut. I said that Sean Clifford, after his performance in Family Night, I believe solidified himself as that QB2. Um, I just don't think there's even a question about it, as you talked about, because of the fact he's a semi-early draft pick. He has a lot of athleticism, a ton of experience, and he's he doesn't seem like he shies away from pressure. Like he's not. <clears throat> I, was it you or somebody said that he's basically Trace McSorley with a couple of milkshakes? I think yeah, that's exactly. underselling him. I, I I think that's underselling him. Uh, I think he's a <laughs> he can throw a good ball, and he's not intimidated. He's a pocket passer that has the ability to move outside the pocket. He's not a run first type quarterback, but if he has to, I think that he has the ability. You watch this again. I'm a sucker for highlight reels, seventh round picks, and UDFA's. I get it, okay. But if you watch his highlight reel, it's a long highlight reel, and it shows the ability that like he can do it. I'm not saying he can do it like you said as a, at a consistent starting level. But if this guy needs to be plug and played for two day, uh, two two weeks, three weeks, maybe even four, I think that he has the ability. If the offensive line is right, if the defense is playing right, 
He can make his reads. He can do the footwork properly. He's not, it's not, he's smart enough. The reason I think that we supposedly drafted him is that he'd be a clipboard, clipboard back, you know, backup. Um, so if he can actually be, have the mentality and then actually have some athleticism to put forward with that, who knows what can happen? I mean, who knows? Backup yeah. quarterbacks. I, it's so weird that that gap, like think of it, it, is, it has to be the largest gap for sure from any positional from the first to second string. I just have to believe there has to be a few guys that are somewhere in between a starting quarterback and, you know, your, your Justin Fields. You know what I mean? Yeah. Backups. Nobody's. Ryan said something on a pod. It, it may have been years ago, but it stuck with me. You were talking about how it's hard to believe that on the entire face of the earth, there's not 32 great quarterbacks, right? I mean, isn't it amazing how it's always yeah. like that you usually got like 10, right? You got 10 or 15. Yeah. They're like, those are really good quarterbacks. And then after it's like, there's no more on the face of the freaking earth, right? It's just amazing how that drops off. But, uh, other team gets paid too, I guess, right? Um, Ryan, what was your general takeaway from uh, from family night? Like, I mean, you can give some specifics. What stood out to you, man? We haven't got a chance to talk to you since then. I know there was. I think there was a lot to build off of. I think there was far more positives than negatives. I don't. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Maybe I'm being too much of a homer. But what was your takeaway from family night, man? Big picture, I really want to watch this defense go up against somebody else. I want to see them play the Bengals. I'm. 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 I'm buying into the hype. I try not to buy into hype, especially this time, but I, I can't help it, man. I'm I'm overreacting to absolutely everything. But uh, this defense, I love. I mean, I'm I'm watching Lucas Van Ness, and I'm thinking this dude's this this guy's it. I mean, that, that, putting him behind Justin Hollins is stupid. That's fake. He's this guy is dominant. He's, he's number two. I'm sorry, Preston. You know, I'm I'm super geeked about him. Um, and then Wyatt Wooden Brooks, like these guys are just one. It's just constant, constant interior pressure, and that's a great thing too because we we have guys on the outside that compress the outside of the pocket. But yep. if there's a place to step up, it doesn't do any good. But if there's consistent pressure up the middle, the, this these quarterbacks are just going to get absolutely turned to jelly. I mean, we're just going to smash the living daylights out of them. Um, and I want to see that. That's that's what I want to watch. I want to watch <laughs> quarterbacks get brutalized by our defense over and over again. Um, Offense, I don't think it was as good. I mean, I know it picked up down down the stretch, but um, I'm all in on Musgrave. I'm over. I'm I'm overreacting to Musgrave 100. That dude is freaking out of control. I, I mean, he's got stuff to learn. Big freaking. I don't care. Find find a way to get him open. Put the ball in his hands and let him run down the field. Um, I think <laughs> I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I mean, we got we got a lot of pieces, man. I'm I'm borderline getting hyped up about Tay Wicks. He hasn't. Um, he hasn't had a lot of opportunities to do much, but every single thing in the little bit of time that he's played, everything that he's done, people have just been like, holy cow. I mean, here's a little quote here. Um, it's on tomorrow's podcast, but I'll read it. It's Lafleur on Wicks. It says, he does an unbelievable job. As a matter of fact, we were talking yesterday with Vrabel, and Vrabel talking about how many text messages he gets every night from Wicks in terms of he's always studying. And then a second half a sentence quote says, in the limited action we've seen um, where he's done some very impressive things. So Matt LaFleur just saying, we haven't seen him much, but the things that we have seen are incredible. And this guy is blowing up Vrabel's phone like all night long with questions, which is fantastic to hear. But, I mean, his route running is next level. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he's say, Matt LaFleur, he actually commented before that. He said that the last time he saw somebody run a route that clean was Devontae Adams. Yeah. And then he made sure that he was like, I'm not saying he's Devontae Adams, right, right. but he's like, <laughs> he's that, that makes you get excited to say the least. And and, and the cool thing about Wicks is, you know, I, I remember when I went back and watched him and I really didn't like him before we drafted him. I, was, I just kind of flipping through people, didn't like him. He looked terrible, but there was that one route. That he that he ran that was like what the heck was it? like it, it was one of those kind of again like a Devontae kind of thing where you're like that that wasn't but but overall I was like okay whatever that was a nice route but he, he doesn't do it consistent blah 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 but now it's like he's he's doing it consistently and we're seeing it and I want to see it because I'm just getting you know tweets about oh that was a great route like I I'm I'm excited to watch him break some ankles and be able to see it myself and start getting hyped up about him but you're right I mean overall I I'm with with a few exceptions of people that I'm kind of worried about. Uh, Josh Myers has got me sweating a little bit, but, um, you know, the, I mean, the, the linebackers, the pass rushers, the corners, I mean, there's just so much to be excited about and I'm ready for them to start playing some other teams so we can get some more information on what we've got. Get some accurate information, right? Right. Right. Jake? right. Yeah. If actually I'll, I had a comment. It just 
struck my mind. I don't know if you remember talking about this, Ryan, but when you talked about Dontavian Wicks a long time ago, it might have been right after we drafted him. I believe that you're only not your only what you said specifically is that he shows flashes of being a freak athlete, freak wide receiver. I think you had an issue with the fact that in one of his interviews, I think he talked about that, how he was one of those guys that I'd love to be a basketball player. Right. I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be a football player. I'll, I'll fall back on football. And I think that right now we've just looked at his progression since he got drafted and how serious he's been like, well, I'm not a basketball player. I'm now yeah. a football player. And I'm, I, the idea of the fact that maybe he was so talented and good at football without even really having his heart or his career right. in mind. Right. Think about it right. now where he's like, oh, well, I have a $10 million possible, who knows how many million dollar contract on the line. I think I like football better now. Why don't right. I start focusing on my route running? So now we maybe found that diamond in the rough that the Packers apparently just are just seem to find in the late rounds. So again, that's just another reason to be hopeful. Very, very bullish on that. Yep. Definitely. And and Greg Cosell was big on on Tay Wicks. And the thing that stood out to me, he 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 said when you when you watch him, just the intangibles, he said the kid gets it. That's what he kept saying. The kid gets it. And it, it kind of goes hand in hand with what LaFleur was talking about with the route running. There's little things that matter. And a lot of I think a lot of young wide receivers, especially ones who just have crazy RASs, crazy, you know, just top end speed, they think, okay, yeah, I know that's important, but I've got all this talent. I can beat them this way. Mm-hmm. And and when you really, you know, it, you, you need – as a receiver, you need that slight edge. And if a player is willing to work on that craft with the route running, you know, the crispness, so, you know, the, the top of the route, the stem, every, it just every aspect of the route running. I mean, Tay – guys, Tay was – Tay did not look that good coming out of college. He had crazy gaudy numbers. But when you've seen him running stuff, it's like this guy's clunky. He mastered that craft. Yep. And uh, again, man, when you have this many draft picks, somebody's liable to stick. Some you're you're liable to have two or three big hits in there, and and who knows, it may come in the latter rounds. But I'm with you on Lucas Van Ness too, man. Um, Luke Musgrave, very excited about. I, I just I don't know. I think they're gonna I think you're gonna get a lot out of that kid this year. Steve in the chat said I'm also excited about Reed. Jaden Reed, man, he's to me he's proven he's got hands. You know, he got the quickness, he's got the burst, he's got choppy feet uh, in a good way. He, I mean, just the way that he chops is just it's unbelievable how quick his feet are. Uh, but the way he snatches the ball out of the air too, great, great hands catcher for sure. Yeah. John in the chat says Melton ran his forty in a four three four. Want to see him more? Bo Melton's had a pretty good camp, hasn't he, Ryan? Am I thinking right? Yeah, no, he, um, you know, not necessarily at at uh, the last family night, but. Prior to that, all through camp, I mean, it's been Bo Melton and Cody Crest have been the two that have constantly come up. Malik Heath was the one that, you know, he was big in OTAs, and then you didn't really hear him anymore, and then he just exploded in family night. So, you know, I I don't know how many more positions are open. It's probably just one more after Ture and Wicks. Um, But with Grant DeBose injured, I I think there's a legit competition there. You got Melton, Crest, Heath, um, and then if there's three other wide receivers there competing too, so... Um, I don't know how much those guys are going to get to play, but I think there's a legit shot. And yeah, Bo Melton, man, he's blazing fast. And there's some notes about him just, just crushing people. Yeah. Tim in the chat said, uh, you know, you guys think Bo Melton can play his way onto a roster spot. I mean, we carried seven last year. Um, if we carry seven this year, Ryan, who would your top seven be just right off the top of the bat? Watson, Dobbs, Reed, Ture, Wicks. Um, probably just slap DeBose in if we're doing seven. Um, I mean, if he doesn't play at all, we, we'd have to reconsider. And then it might be Bo. It's it's either Bo or Malik Heath, I think, right now. The only reason I wouldn't say Crest is he's brand new. He just got here, and he had right. a flashy couple days. Um, so it's it, I probably slightly lean Mo, Bo. The other thing, too, is I, I and I don't know Malik Heath's height, weight, and all that. I wonder if the Packers are going to be kind of iffy on Bo Melton's size, being a little bit undersized. Um, if it's my preference, it might be Bo. I just wonder if for their case, if it's 50, 50, they go somebody that's a little bit more. And again, maybe Malik Heath is small too, but if he's a little bit closer to six foot, 200, I think they go that route. Is Bo more like a five ten guy or is he more like, I think he's, he's yeah, I think he's a little bit, a little bit smaller. Let me look. Cause I was like in my head for some reason, I think of him as like a five, eight, five, nine guy, but I thought he's more like five eleven. He's five eleven, one ninety. Okay. Yeah. Which, so that's Jane not Reed-ish. That's Jane yeah. Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Jacob, what would be your, your top seven, man? Watson, Dobbs, Reed, um, Torre, and I think now Wicks, Bo, and then Malik Heath after again what he showed in the in the he didn't just catch the ball, he caught the ball and he 
ran upfield like really, really <laughs> yeah. aggressively and to the point where he it looked like he was trying to prove a point. And then I also read real quick, and sorry to cut you off. He he uh he expressed again, he's like a Koi Walker type guy. He said, When I was a kid, I was a hothead, I was an idiot. I did stupid stuff, I made stupid decisions, and I hurt myself as an older man. And like for him, I don't he's not an old man, he's like 21, 22. For him at his age to acknowledge that, realize, okay, I have to reset my whole way. It's like a Tony Mandridge type thing. You understand at the right time, oh my God, I'm I'm losing this opportunity. I think maybe he's started to realize that and start to capitalize off of this massive opportunity, which he has. And that's why I have a little bit more faith in him, I think. Yeah, and yeah. Heath is 6'2", 213. So he's he's got that bigger body that I think he's the Packers like. Old Miss too, wasn't he? Old Miss? I don't know. I thought he was. And he looked mean. Like He, he did look yeah. like a really great possession <laughs> receiver when he got the ball. It's just... Again, one of those guys that's up and down, very up and down lately. So, I love you guys talking about looking mean and this and that, <laughs> Ryan. I, you know, last podcast, Ryan said that Lucas Van Ness just was just a little too pretty for me. Pretty boy, he is. He is. As long as he's got his helmet on, he looks fine. As soon as he takes it off, I don't like him anymore. Yeah, well, we fixed it for you, Ron. We we got that all taken care of. You know? <laughs> there he is. That's what we need, Lucas. Put him in the Hall of Fame right now. <laughs> Guaranteed five more sacks right there. Yeah, five additional sacks. Looking like yep. that. A lot more ice cream as well. But <laughs> Rocky Road. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Well, you can tell we're some '80s babies in here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Roadhouse. Jordan in the chat says, <laughs> "What'd you say, Jacob?" I always miss it. What did you say? Roadhouse. Uh, it's been oh, a while yeah. since we did a good yeah, it's been a reference. Yeah. It's been a while. We need to bring that. We need a, what we need is a T-shirt made. We need a T-shirt of Thomas Austin doing that spin kick. That's what we need. <laughs> um, Yo, dude, I had to clean my closet out the other day, and I pull out this like thing, and I swear on, on my life, I pulled it up, and I went, oh, and it was just Thomas Austin on a robe <laughs> yeah. that I bought one night on a live stream. I've never worn it, thank God. <laughs> But now it's hanging up. So every time I open up my closet door, the first thing I see is Thomas Austin's face. Freaking yeah. is a glamour I shot. A, I bought an extra small white t-shirt with Thomas Austin on it that night. And I was thinking, I'll wear it on the stream sometime. I tried to put that thing on, bro. It was like Chris Farley. I, was, I couldn't get it. That guy in little <laughs> Exactly. Jordan in the chat said Malik has also been getting more reps with the ones than Wicks and Bo. I love it when people start to read between the lines a little bit, Max. I think there's a lot to that in camp for sure. Uh, let's see here. So Pro here HD. Go. All right. In the chat says – I hope Brenton Cox makes the roster. I'm already excited for Carl Brooks and Wooden. Is it Wooden or Wooden? How do you guys say it? I say Wooden, but I, I've heard a few people say Wooden, so I don't know. All right, Wooden to be in the rotation. I'm telling you, Carl Brooks is really, really starting to stand out to me. Just, just, And it's just sitting back in abroad, listening to people talk. It sounds like he's going to make this roster. And I think he's probably going to be next in line. You'll have TJ Slayton playing the nose. You'll have Kenny and Devontae Wyatt splitting the one and the three techs, right? And then after that, outside of that rotation, who's the next defensive lineman? Who's the next defensive lineman to come in and play the one and the three? Jonathan Ford most likely is your backup D-tack or your backup nose, right? So who is the next guy up to play a three or a one technique in that rotation? I mean, it's it's got to be Carl Brooks, right? Am I thinking right? Oh, yeah. In fact, there, there's a quote, another quote from Matt LaFleur. He said, Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks are going to be counted on for a lot of snaps this season. Both have continued to get pressure almost every day. I think the second part was whoever tweeted it. But, yeah, Matt LaFleur is already out there saying they're, they're going to be playing a lot this year. Yeah. Now let's talk about edge defender for a minute since since SoPro in the chat brung it up with Brenton Cox. Let's, let's just pretend that Rashawn Gary is healthy, okay? You got Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Right, you got Hollins. Who's the fifth edge rusher? Kingsley. All right, who's yeah, the sixth? Got to be Kingsley. Brent Cox. Yeah, I think it's Cox. Got to be. So if Rashawn starts on the pup list, right? He starts, you know, he's not on the active roster. Then Brenton Cox makes the roster, right? I mean, that's pretty much yeah. guarantee. I would say um, Kingsley's having a pretty strong camp too. Jacob, was that you saying you heard a lot about him? Ryan, have you heard much about Kingsley too? Um. A, I haven't paid a, a decent amount, but not not a ton. And and beyond that, with Cox, Odomegwu, Banks, and Mosby, I've I've heard very very little. 
I've actually heard quite a bit, and he's been – my argument, I think I said it last podcast or last stream we did, is I think he's had the most underrated, quiet, best camp of anybody. Um, I remember hearing on multiple occasions of J.J. having um, what would have been a, a would-be sack kind of thing. Like, he doesn't obviously have – like, it's not a highlight play. Like, you can't make – like, a receiver catches a great ball. A cornerback can bat down a ball. The defensive lineman can – he touched the quarterback, and it would have been a sack. It's like, oh, that doesn't really make the high rat reels, you know what I mean? But it does say a lot of times if you really comb through the the, the notes, it's like a would-be sack by J.J. Anabari, yeah. you know, a would-be stop by Kingsley. Um, and I don't yeah. know whether or not he's necessarily running with the ones or the twos consistently, but I would have to think that he's at least our three slash four, depending on where they think Hollins is at this time. Um, but I think that that, again, another sleeper that was supposed to be a second-round third round guy that fell to us in the fifth, I believe guy that I loved last year, especially the fact that I had got to prove all of you wrong, how his name is pronounced. <laughs> <clears throat> nah, but it was, it was uh, I just really think that he could be a diamond in the rough again. And that's a, another reason. I just think this Packers defense, every single year we talk about, Oh, they have eight, you know, seven, eight, nine first round picks and they're not, they're going to put it together. And then all of a sudden, like by week three, we just, we hate the defensive coordinator. We want to, Maybe these guys just need to learn how to play together. And I think this year, for whatever reason, there seems to be a lot of chemistry. There seems to be a lot of fun ha happening. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. The, the secondary seems in kin with the linebackers, and it mm -hmm. seems like we have a finally a fresh and a new defensive line that are just ball hawks. Like not in, in like in every single way of the term, we have guys that are like you said. Have you guys heard that Ford has looked great lately? Jonathan Ford, another seventh round guy, huh? Apparently, he even had like a not, pass rush. Go ahead. He, he's, <laughs> he's been he's been being talked about. Stop it. I got three notes, but all right, it could be a bunch. Maybe I missed. Three's it. better than nothing. No, that's true. Right, break yeah. it up. Break it up. Break. Stop pulling your sister's hair. All right, <laughs> I got you something here, Ryan. You you shared this on Twitter earlier. It was a part of my breakdown. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because of. Uh, let's see you in the chat. Smitty in the chat said, "Really appreciated your breakdown on the white play earlier. Very insightful. Insightful." So this is that play you were talking about, Ryan, I love this on play Twitter. So much. This yeah, this is from Family Night, and I love the setup too. I mean, it's so unorthodox the way they bring this five man front. What I've seen from the last four games of last year, watching those games, and then of course you see in here in training camp and and into family night, is they're going to bring a lot of five man fronts this year. I believe it, but they run a little game here. They run a little stunt, what we call a TE stunt, and basically with the TE stunt, 
you've got the defensive tackle is going to be Kenny here on this side, right? So he's going to run a stunner round with the with the T. I'm sorry, he's the end. The T is Devontae Wyatt, which is pretty funny, right? Ryan, you talked about this on the pod, and it's the reason I texted you the other day, man. I was like, you nailed the scheme talk because everybody's assuming that Kenny's going to come out of the nose tackle now, right? And just begin playing, you know, defensive end and different techniques. He already has been, right, Ryan? That's what you've seen, yeah. right? Yep, yep. So here you see it right here. You've got Devontae Wyatt playing nose, and you got Kenny playing in. So it's a TE stunt, meaning the tackle is going to try to occupy two blockers while the end loops around and tries to get a free lane to the quarterback, right? So as we zoom in here, you'll see Devontae Wyatt ties up those two blockers. Royce Newman, like I said earlier, he was more confused than a fart in a fan factory. <laughs> he didn't know what to do, man. And and watch, watch Kenny here. As Kenny loops, what's crazy oh. is Josh Myers got a lot of flack for this play, but Josh Myers actually held up. Watch Josh Myers. He's supposed to pass Wyatt right. off to to Royce. Royce, but Royce is scratching his he rear end. He's, he's he's still <laughs> trying to get Kenny, who's all the way over there now. Yeah, right. <laughs> and look at Wyatt. So Wyatt was supposed to occupy the double team and free Kenny, and he ends up beating the double team and getting the sack. Thank God he yeah. didn't hit Jordan Love. My God. Yeah. But, yeah. Close. So just another example, man. I, like I said, I did that breakdown earlier. I won't bore you guys with it right now, but. uh when I broke it down, man, Wyatt, Wyatt's looking good, dude. I'm just telling you, Ryan, I am not going to be surprised oh, at man. all if he comes out this year and he's a top ten, top ten defensive lineman. I really ain't. Yeah, I'm, 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 and and that is what. So there were like six guys on that play that I just loved, but yeah, you're right. He he's trying to take on two guys. He's not supposed to get to the quarterback. Right. He's supposed to occupy two guys to let the other guy get through. He beats both of them. So I mean, he he's a monster. Kenny looked good on that. Um, I thought Lucas Van Ness just destroyed Zach Tom and not, not in like, he didn't get around him, but he pushes, he compresses, he pushes him right into the quarterback, which is what he's supposed to do. You got, I, I love Quay on that play where he's, he's feigning a, a pass rush, but really he's just manning with him, but you can see the speed, right? I mean, he's just kind of jogging just to get with him. Then he throws a little shoulder at him, just kind of a screw you shoulder at him at the end there. Just, just to let him know, had you caught that ball, I would have freaking killed you. So, I mean, it's just, they they just like it's just like Jacob said they they just seem so smooth they seem in sync like they know what they're doing the offense seems a little bit flustered these guys just seem like a, a well oiled machine we'll see again what happens when we get against some other competition but I mean everything about that play just looked smooth it looked perfect and it looked like what do you think you're gonna do you know it's like yeah. a high school team against a middle school team yep and you you also seen the corners playing up on the line quite a bit a little bit of man coverage. You throw in one of those one of those games right there, one of those stunt games, whether it's TE or ET, and you're playing man coverage, press at the line. Good luck, dude. Good luck. They better block freaking immaculate. And and that's what's beautiful about the NFL, man. It's cyclical. And we've got a whole year last year of tape on this defense. We could come out and do totally the opposite and have the upper hand in the first four games of the season. Like that's how the NFL works. It's who can adjust on the fly and uh, and kind of make make those adjustments uh, in real time. Let's see here. We've got uh, Stefan in the chat. I'm trying to understand exactly what he's asking. Here. He said, close locker room, want to prove that they can do it without Rodgers. I think I understand what he's saying here. It kind of feels like this team has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, doesn't it? I mean, they, they, I think we would all agree this is the most unified we've seen this team in a long time, right, Ryan? Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And and I, I like it. I like that they're having fun. I like that there is a little bit, not not a ton, but there's a little bit of, you know, I know what you guys are saying and we'll show you. So, um, no, it, it's nice to see that they're – it, it they're working together as opposed to I feel like in the past they were everybody was on an island like J Jair was good by himself and everybody was kind of yeah. good by themselves this just seems like everybody is about everybody else yeah. and I, I I really like that about this unit yeah definitely Kevin in the chat says both Wooden and Brooks have great quickness off the snap um, it, it's obvious that 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 accelerate that acceleration in some of those drills. Um, they take very serious in Green Bay when it comes to the quick feet with the defensive lineman. I, I love the fact too, Jacob, that the days of the big two gap eaters are over, bro. Like it's now it's like, we're we're out there trying to get to the quarterback. We want people yeah. quick off the ball. And the thing that kept popping out to me, I've got two pages of notes on Devontae Wyatt breaking down those six plays. And I'm just telling you right now, man, every single one of them, quick hands, quick feet, quick off the yeah. snap. He's yeah. got that burst right out of the gate. 
Well, and um, they, I, I wish I've been trying to find the the quote, but there was another one. Uh, one of the defensive linemen was asked about about that, and he said that they're the defensive line coach is teaching that, like they're emphasizing that this year. Like we're we're all about speed this year. We want you to get off the ball. We want you to get after it. So you're right. That's that is the new emphasis. Like we're not as much as we're all like we need to get better at run defense. I think the Packers are just like, no, dude, let's balls to the wall, get the quarterback. Like we'll we'll figure it out if they run the ball, but we want fast pass rushing, just horses, you know, getting after it. So, and, it, and it's showing up. Absolutely. Jordan in the chat said, JJ been looking like the best pass rusher throughout camp. I think he's been very consistent. There's no doubt about that. Um, I like his tape from last year too, man. When I go back and watch it, that dude, I mean, he, he has got a motor on him. He's extremely, uh, extremely athletic from a sense of long arms, things like that. Um, he's, he's the proper build for an edge rusher in this defense, no doubt. John in the chat says, I like their tackling early in camp. Um, Quay Walker is one I'm excited about. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see how he plays. And I can't remember, was it was it you that said it yesterday, Jacob, or was it maybe Jake Shavink? Maybe it was Tim. Somebody was – they just randomly brought it up, and it was like the clouds parted and the sun hit me right in the face. <laughs> they were like, you know, Quay not having to wear the green dot this year because Devondre's healthy. It's freaking huge. Like he had a lot dumped on his plate last year, right? And then you got to go back to adjusting to be that wheel backer, right? From being from playing that middle linebacker position, you know, he his mind will just be free and be able to, you know, to uh, to play fast. I think so. Um, Jordan in the chat says JJ has had more would be sacks to your point than anyone else, including Preston. Okay, so yep, that's what I heard let's see here. All right. Uh, would you rather see Zach Tom at center or at right tackle? It's about to get real in here. It's about to get real. <laughs> Can I say something on that real quick? Yeah, go ahead, man. Because I wanted to touch on it when uh, Ryan was talking about it. Have you guys heard this stat that Josh Myers has had five fumbled snaps? Yep. Um, in addition to including like many, you know, like the Wyatt pressures, that kind of stuff. Um, I know originally we've all talked about, and I, I'm on the same boat where it's like, I want these guys, I want to have right tackle is Tom because I feel like he is our best right tackle. However, though, if we're getting our best five, I'm at the point now where I'm thinking that Josh Myers, bless your heart, but you're just you're, you, it doesn't seem like it's it's there because it seems it's three of the fumbled snaps was with love and then I think the other two were either two the backup back quarterbacks. Up, yeah. So it's like um, one of these things is not like the other. Um, and that to <laughs> me is is a very that's a, that's a red flag. I remember, I think we talked about it earlier, Clayton, like two weeks ago, my red flags were Anders Carlson, the center situation, and basically the special teams in general kind of thing. And right now I'm more worried that if we don't have a, a center that is one, he doesn't seem like he can pick up blitzes. He doesn't seem like he's doing the, the right reads at the right point. And if he's fumbling five snaps in what is it? Eight practices, nine practices tops. Yeah. That's not a great number, man. And yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little gun shy on that, especially because I would much rather, again, I'd rather have Tom as a right tackle prospect, but if it comes down to whether or not our center is absolutely garbage. So if we throw Tom there and Yash can suffice at right tackle, I think I'd rather do that, but I don't want to have to do that. I guess. What do you guys yeah. think about that? I'm eager to hear Ryan on this, man. I I want to know what your depth chart is, man. What offensive line? I, I'm, I'm hanging. I'm clinging to Josh Myers, but I mean, he's, he's, he's making me pay for standing by his side. I've been fighting for Josh Myers and he's just been kicking me between the legs ever since. But <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's, 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 it's nonstop. I mean, he's losing every battle. He's getting whooped by Wyatt. He's getting whooped by Slayton. He's getting beat by everybody. Like you said, there's been five times the center has botched a snap. All five have been Josh Myers. Um, and then, then there was the quote recently that one of the reporters had brought up about, um, you know, Gutekunst thought that Zach Tom's best position was center. So it's like, well, freaking crap. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, if that's the case, great. He's a great center. But it's like, now we just lost a tackle. I legitimately yeah. think, you know, and it's the same with Elton. Like, I'm, I'm upset both ways. It's like, we've got two legit tackle prospects, and we haven't played in guard and center. And now we need two tackles because Bakhtiari is a short-term prospect. I don't know if he's even going to play much this year. I don't know what's going on with him and his injury situation and what's going on. Um, but he's not going to be here long-term either way. So we go from having two guys that I feel are legit tackles to now we need two tackles, which is devastating. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I guess if we have to do it, fine. I think Yash is a backup. I don't think he's a starter. And I think that that's going to be somewhat problematic. But I guess it's it's as good as it gets if we have to take Josh Myers out. But I don't know why. I mean, we shouldn't have to. 
He is a good center. He's one of the better pass-blocking centers in football. It's just he can't snap the ball at the right time, apparently, <sighs> which is such a stupid thing. Like, just do that right, and everything's fine. Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Tom. It doesn't need to be complicated, but here we go. Just snap the ball and get in somebody's way, for God's sake. Just so freaking do the, the thing. the ball, Josh. <laughs> it's, like we, it's like we have to cut the quarterback because he can't do a handoff. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, this is stupid. Don't you guys always remember that that t- Tony Romo when he's when Rogers trying to get Myers to snap yeah. the snap the in ball, Josh? He goes, "Oh, there's Rogers just telling Josh to really politely please get me the said, ball, man." Said, hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, we need to hurry up. <laughs> All right, Steve asked a tough question here. You, I think you kind of started to hit on it, Ryan. Steve says, "Should we trade Bakhtiari?" Now, there's something. Something feels a little off. I don't know what it is, man, but like this whole practice schedule and stuff, and I understand he's getting veteran veteran rest and all that, but I don't know, man. Uh do you do you think there's a chance they they would trade Bakhtiari, Ryan? Easy. It's uh, tough, man. It's tough. It, I mean, it is because he's gonna be a Packer Hall of Famer, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, you know how the Packers operate with a year early as opposed to a year late. I mean, we it seems like we need him, but yeah, I mean, at the same time. It sounds like he got a little dinged up in practice. They were trying to set it up so that he would be healthy. You know, they're giving him all his rest so that he's ready for family night and he doesn't come out for family night. And then you get Matt LaFleur coming out and he's like, yeah, it's probably going to be like this all year. What do you mean it's going to be like this all year? You mean he's not going to play? Like, what does that mean? I thought he was healthy. I thought the knee was better. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're going to trade him. I think he's going to play. But, I mean, if you really think about it, if, if, if he's going to give you – 70% of the season and he's a little banged up and he's not at a hundred percent and you still get a ton of value for him as opposed to him being all dinged up. And then his value goes to zero next year. Um, it's, it's at least w- worth asking the question, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. What do you think, Jake? You, you, you I, play Madden, man. You trading Bach. <laughs> no, I'm not trading Bach. Well, not, not now. Um, <clears throat> no, not now. Not when I have, <laughs> Can you imagine the press release? Uh, oh, you get rid of Aaron Rodgers, and then you get rid of your star left tackle. You're putting Jordan Love out to dry, hanging out. Fresh Colin Coward going to have a field day. Colin, Colin Coward. Can I? Adam I, Shine. Oh, my God. Oh, John. God. Is that his name? Did you yeah. see Devondre go can after we, him? Yeah, can we it's play? like that just... dollar store rim glasses with your – Yeah. Oh, my God. Your Steve like, Harvey bro. suit. Steve Harvey yeah. loose yeah. suit. Oh, he was pulling no punches. I just I just quote tweeted him and put it's Dre Day. I put that guy yeah. throwing the lawn chair down, sitting down to enjoy the argument. Oh, uh, I never I thought that I could. Day never day. mind. I'm not going to go there. Um, I'm trying to get an update. I'm trying to get an update on uh, kicks for Anders. Okay, so he was 16 for 27 coming into family night, right? Um, some of you guys are going, why the hell are we talking about kickers? Because I want to. Okay, um, 25. So that makes him 25 for. Let me do the quick Kentucky math here. I believe that is 36, right? 25 for 36 now, Ryan. It looks a lot better than 16 for 27, don't it? He, yeah, I think I mean, he, he, he was, hit nine last night and multiple from 50-plus. Yeah, I thought it was it was like seven of eight or I guess eight of nine, but the one miss, I guess, was just a terrible snap and hold. Like it, Andy I Herman think said that it was Herman so bad said just, that he, yeah, it didn't even count it, basically. It was, yeah. it was so – I mean, he was basically undefeated, and yeah, from 50-plus from on a couple of them. Gotcha. Well, I mean, if my calculations are correct, then he is now sitting at 69% field goal percentage, and we all know that's way better than 65%. There it is. Jacob, I'm going to work it in every episode. Yes. Man. You might as well get used to it. I love it. Um, that makes me feel a lot better about honors. I believe it was Steve. Is that Steve on Twitter? Is that Steve in Alaska, Ryan? Is that who that is? Or is that somebody else that's that's always tagging us in the honors conversation? Steve, oh, I, yeah, I don't know. It might be Steve in Alaska. But anyway, I, I was thinking about that the other day. Um, he's he's all like, everybody shut up, give him a chance. And I'm going, buddy, listen, you know, Mason was 86% last year, and this dude's barely sniffing 60. And then he comes out and hits nine kicks in a row. So I'm I'm just going to hand the microphone over to Steve and say, do you think? <laughs> like, he knows something I don't. But that kicker thing, man, somebody said on the radio the other day, I was listening to a local sports talk there in Green Bay, and they said, this kicker is going to cost us one game this year. That's what they said. And I don't know how you can make that specific a prediction, but that would suck if we missed the playoffs by one game and it comes down to a rookie kicker because we're not willing to give Mason $3 million. Oh, and by the way, 
Would anyone else be against giving Mercedes Lewis $2.1 million to get him back? Am I, Ryan, am I the only one freaking out over that dude? I, I wouldn't pay him that to come back. Honestly, I don't care. Really? I really don't no. anymore. I must be an idiot, dude. I no, just, I mean, I, at, at most most of most Packer fans are very, very upset about it. It doesn't bother me at all with the Mercedes Lewis thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I saw a stat that, like, over the last two years, he had, like, 26 catches for 216 yards. Yeah. Like, no matter how good he blocks – we don't we don't have a two thousand yard rusher. You know what I mean? Like so, why? Right. Look, That's a good our point. Tight end, our tight end should be utilized. I hate to say it. Oh God, I don't want to say it. I, I'll, <laughs> I, I would take Tyler Davis over. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> why are you the way that you are? Don't Michael Scott me. How dare you? <laughs> The best uh, part about that quote, though, if you let it go, is how are you? How, why are you the way that you are? Every time I try to do something fun, you go ahead and make it not that way. I hate so much about the things you choose to be. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That show, card- that show and two and a half men are my go-to, man. Like I love all the shows. Yeah, love them. Um, Smitty in the chat said, is Royce a cut-down casualty candidate in your opinions? No. Royce has no. not performed well in – Several years, it feels like, <laughs> Ryan. Do you agree with that? Like Royce, I think Royce is on the bubble, don't you? Well, I I think they have him as sort of like Yash is at tackle. He's sort of the swing guard. I think he's our number two left guard and our number two right guard right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, based on yesterday when, you know, Elton wasn't there, Royce was the number one guy even ahead of Sean Ryan, who has been the number two guard there. So they got Royce ahead of Sean Ryan. So I, I kind of see that again with Yash, where he's sort of that number two swing guy. I think that's where Royce is. I yeah. know we don't like him, but I, I just think that's where the Packers have him, and I think his spot is relatively secure, unless Sean Ryan just starts to ball out here. I'm okay with him being on the roster, but I got to be honest with you, if he if he cut his mullet, if he didn't have that Kentucky waterfall, <laughs> I would not be as on board with him being on the roster. That's true. That is, that. that is his most redeeming quality. It really is, for sure. All right, in the chat, Tim says – this D-line group is going to get it done, going to end done, it done in the trenches this season. <laughs> um, I think I read that right, or maybe I'm drunk. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I think the defensive line is going to step up big time, man. Um, I know Kenny didn't grade out well, and I know when you're getting paid over $20 million cap hit um, <laughs> you know, against the cap, it's kind of hard to go, hey, look, we're okay with you just playing mediocre. But when you do go back and watch the tape, man, he, he did handle some business down that stretch. It seemed to turn it on. And is that something – I think that happens every year. Does it seem like Kenny plays a lot better later in the year, Ryan? I think that's his reputation. He's got a real slow start and he ends strong is, is how people see it. I don't know if that's true, but that is his reputation. Yeah. Mike in the chat said, Royce Newman must have photos of someone on the coaching staff. I imagine he's got he's got nudes of, of, uh, of Buckus, Coach Buckus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet that's a pretty sight right there. <laughs> oh, mercy. Coach Buckus looks like every mechanic I've ever had work on my car <laughs> here in Tennessee. I'm just telling you, he really does. All right, Brad in the chat says, since Matt LaFleur says he's willing to steal plays and concepts from anyone, do we have the personnel to steal from McDaniels in Miami? You know, the thing that McDaniels utilized last year was kind of unorthodox, and the one thing we don't have is a left-handed quarterback. They love to run that fake toss play and rolling out in the opposite direction. And he utilized that because so many defenses don't prepare for a left-handed quarterback. Um, we also don't – I don't feel like we have the speed of Tariq Hill, although we may look up and Jaden Reed might be that guy. You know, Christian Watson's got that speed, but I don't I don't know if he quite fits the mold of Tariq Hill. Um, I don't know, Ryan. What do you think, man? you think we could do the same thing they're doing in Miami? Or, and do we want to? I guess the better question. Well, and, and that's that's sort of the question is do you do you want to just copy what Miami's doing? I don't think so, because even if you can say we have similar personnel, it's not the same. So I mean, whatever it looks like, I want Matt LaFleur to model the scheme after the players we have, not just saying let's try to be Miami. Yeah. Got it. The mad chatter says how Magoo, and then he comes back and says, Magoo, great. <laughs> so all right. He is a mad chatter. <laughs> Did you see the next Tim quote, which I think is hilarious. Okay, let me get to it. I'm get Dakota Green. here. Somebody read this in Dakota's uh, Dakota's language for me. We potentially got two rotation level D linemen, Brooks and Kobe. <laughs> Knock on wood. A little higher pitch. A little higher pitch. <laughs> a longer draw. I love Dakota. When Dakota calls him, and I feel like I'm in a family reunion. I absolutely. Love 
without the weird uncle. You know what I mean? Tim in the, the chat one. says, when it comes to Josh Myers right now, I feel feel kind of like Michael Scott when he said, bye-bye, Toby, and gave him a cake. <laughs> I almost started singing it. I can hear Michael bye, saying bye. Goodbye, Toby. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Dakota says, this is stupid, but what's the, possi- <laughs> but what's the possibility – they tried Jenkins at center and Myers at left guard. That popped into my head yesterday. Um, I mean, when you when you look at the physical makeup of Josh Myers, man, it's hard to imagine he wouldn't be a successful offensive lineman. What what's his biggest flaw at center? Do you think, Ryan? It's yeah, snapping. Yeah, snapping. snapping, right? So you <laughs> right. put him at guard. The main part he, of his job. He's going to improve if you put him to guard. You know. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know why that hasn't been tried. He's 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 a good you know. It seems to make sense, and we know Elton's a great center, and then we can yeah. keep Tom the tackle. I don't yeah. know. Dick needs to get on the phone and call Matt Lafleur because apparently nobody's thought of that before. Get him on the horn. Get him on the horn, Dakota. Um, Kevin in the chat says, "I'm dying to see more Caleb Jones getting starter snaps. The dude's a mountain. He's a freak. He's a lot of fun to see out there." Tim was talking about that in Green Bay. He said he got a, you know kind of a little bit closer look at him. He said, "I didn't realize how lean he was. You know, he looks like a basketball player almost." Um, I couldn't imagine being that big. That's crazy. Um, and so pro says the same thing. I agree. Caleb Jones should fight for that right tackle spot. Carlson has a strong leg, says John in the chat. DJ Key has no life. He says, I love this show. We know he doesn't have a life. And uh, John in the chat says, releasing Etling, uh, do you see the Packers bringing in anyone else? I don't. I think they've got their three guys, um, barring any injury. They might bring in another camp arm, but – I don't know the way I see it. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be Clifford as your backup and Magoo as the practice squad guy. Ryan, has, has Magoo worn you over any at all? You got to actually watch the practice last night, I'm sure. Um, what did Magoo look like last night? Uh, he looked like a malicious serial killer that wants to get Tay Wicks killed. <laughs> um, that's about all I know about, about Magoo. So, well, <laughs> Mad Chatter disagrees. He says Magoo great. <laughs> And there you have it. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Anders went nine for nine. We talked about that. Feeling a little bit better about kickers, right? And uh, what are you laughing at, Jacob? I'm just this Magoo. This Ryan's absolute <laughs> hate for. <laughs> we need to make this happen. We need to get a custom Magoo fathead made and have it melt. Oh my god. <laughs> I would do I'd it. I'd put it I up. A... I got a spot right here. I'll put it up. <laughs> yeah. Look at all that re- real estate behind him. It's a oh, luxurious. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Right so, over. Right over here. here. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the 49-minute the mark, fellas. Let's bring it bring it down the stretch here. <sighs> Joint practice in Cincy on Wednesday. Are we feeling good about that? Are we nervous about that? Has, has there been any, like – any major injuries from any joint practices? I know it seems like the initial response is typically like, man, don't get anybody hurt out there. There's always fights. I can't think of an injury, a significant injury that's happened during a joint practice. Have you guys? Jacob? Nothing comes to mind. No. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about it. I, I just – it kind of popped up. They're going to be doing the joint practice Wednesday. I think they'll have Thursday off, and then they got the preseason game Friday. Am I thinking right? Yes. Is how that falls? Okay. Well, Friday's going to be jam-packed, man. Got a high school game to attend. I'll be running home to do a post-game show. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting. Parting thoughts. Jacob, anything else you want to cover, man, before we uh, wrap this thing up? No, another shameless plug. We just recorded a PFP podcast where we um definitely going to promote. We're doing the old school OG, like I said, just random starter league. Uh, nothing really special about it. It's not a PPR or anything. It's just a standard 12-man league. Justin won it last year, which is just absolutely ridiculous. I had to send him a trophy. I waited as long as I could. I had to send it in the mail like two days ago. I spit in the package. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Put a Magoo trading card in there. We decided to uh, start another just crazier league, and um, it's called the PFP Extreme League. It's a 14-man PPR two defensive man super flex league that's it's a lot it's super crazy it's meant to be absolutely insane it's going to ruin your life join us it's 20 dollars <laughs> buy-in first place is like 170 dollar buyout or payout i think the second place is like 80 some odd dollars uh third place gets their money back plus eight bucks i'll send you i'm gonna make a trophy for that one too um just because it's fun it's uh it's again it's gonna be 
if I win, if any of the guys, I've convinced them, if anybody wins, we're either donating it to FGR or any sort of like Packer cause that's going on at the time throughout the whole PFP podcast. If any of us win any of our winnings that we, you know, that we diagnose or uh, predict online, we're definitely giving that to um, Fertile Ground Ranch or any, you know, if, if any uh, charity, we're just basically going to have fun with it, talk a bunch of smack give our money to charity if we win a million dollars we're gonna take half i'm gonna be honest <laughs> but we're gonna give the other half to charity so it's in a good cause half the fertile ground ranch discipleship ministry the other Look, half i'll be the honest charity of my choice, a quarter of it yeah, my pockets fertile ground ranch slash we're gonna build clayton and ryan a a, a podcast studio in green bay i think that'd be nice well, hey awesome. sounds good and then Don't i get make- to be the intern Slash donate early and often. You get yeah. to be the intern. <laughs> I make my own right. schedule. That's the whole perk. No. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, let's go. And plus, uh, stay tuned because Old Southern Barbecue, a place that I work at, is going to be hopefully doing a lot with this podcast network. So um, get your guys' barbecue recipes going. Um, yes. We're going to be trying to hopefully introduce some 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 tailgate slash barbecue slash football podcast. It all inter- interjects with each other, and it's super, super like it's coercive. It's great. It's a perfect match made in heaven. So let's do it. Barbecue. <laughs> hey, I'm all about it. Stefan in the chat says, will Goodson make the 53? Yes. Ryan, this is a question for you. You keep hiding that. You're holding that 53 close to the vest. Like uh, who was the coach? I, coach Red Bow, you on the water boy holding that green notebook. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I just took them off again. I put uh, Patrick <laughs> oh! Taylor back on. I, I the only look at Family Night. He was he ran with the twos the entire time. So what am I supposed to do? Goodson's running with the threes. Taylor's with the twos. <laughs> so I you know I just I had to switch him back. Even though every positive note seems to go in Tyler Goodson's direction, uh, they keep putting Patrick Taylor with the twos ahead of uh, Tyler Goodson. So that's where I got it. Valuable reps. They ain't, they're not just doing that for giggles either, you know. No. Um, Mr. Green in the chat, Tim says, you guys could put the studio in my basement right there in Green Bay. Man, you better be careful what you wish for, dude. You'll, right. you'll wake up one morning, Thomas Austin will be down there in his whitey tidies <laughs> with chino on his hip. That'll happen, guaranteed. <laughs> Last comment of the night here. This one comes in from the Mad Chatter says, it's rubbing homeboy wrong. Rubbing homeboy wrong. Oh, no. What the hell? Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> he know deep down your best quarterback is from the usfl oh man he's got he's got nice hair i know that well i can i can tell who magoo's burner is over here I mean, <laughs> you, you know that's him because nobody else likes him and he can't make complete sentences so that's obviously magoo magoo get in the playbook book. get your nose yeah, in the book yeah. get off the get, get off the stream and go learn how to play football <laughs> learn how to throw a spiral all right that's it <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're out of here, fellas. Appreciate your time. It was a, it was a blast and we'll do it again. We'll probably be back tomorrow. I would say, uh, I'd say Ryan won't, he's so sick of talking football with us. It ain't even funny, but uh, <laughs> Jacob, if you're available, we'll probably go live again tomorrow. I'm working on having Tom or uh, Paul Brettel, um back on the show. And if we can work it out properly, he's going to be a weekly spot as our Packers insider, basically. So Ooh, that's cool. Um, Really That's excited awesome. that Paul has just done a phenomenal job. I think yeah. uh, I don't know if you know him very well, Ryan, but he's just man. He's so well spoken, so even keel, just straight to the facts. Yeah, I did have him on once. He's a really good dude, so I'm I'm glad to hear he'll be working with you. Absolutely, we got a couple of couple sponsorships in the works. I got to get back to a few people. Um, just uh, just maybe a little eye candy here on the show, but uh, starting to branch off pretty good. I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the channel here on YouTube. Um, really appreciate y'all doing that. It helps so much. Um, we're about to crack. I think we're close to cracking 700 now. So we're running down that thousand mark, uh, very, very quickly. Also, I want to point out in the upper left-hand corner here, for those of you who are watching this show on YouTube and you're like, I didn't know you guys had a podcast. I'm surprised it's still around. Um, if that's (laughs) you, scan that QR code in the upper left and that'll send you to Packernet podcast, which we have a whole a whole slate of podcasts. So we had Jake Shavink on our live stream last night after family night. He does our It's Always Draft Season podcast. Jacob up here in the upper right does our fantasy podcast. Um, obviously, I got Packers Total Access and, and Ryan Slip, Pack Daddy himself. Uh, 
obviously launched the uh, the whole shebang with Packernet Podcast. Been one of my favorite podcasts for a, a very long time. So make sure if you guys are on YouTube and you're looking for a new podcast to listen to, just scan that QR code. That'll send you right to uh, that information where you can. I think we got like seven or eight different websites you can use for that. So you guys got anything else? Anything at all? Just excited for some preseason. Yes. Amen. Jacob, I need you to read this last message here from Stefan. He said, good night, 2 a.m. in Austria. Say it. Say it in the accent, bro. Guten night, 2 a.m. Austria. <laughs> Stefan Lofla. There you go. You heard it here first. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you hanging out with us, as always. Let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go Pack Go. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. You tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, you drive down on the first man who is inside. Pullback, we tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows. He goes right by this and feels inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.